Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. I don't know what that means, but maybe this week we'll smash something. I like smashing things. Hi everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of This Is Gonna Hurt, a 5th edition D&D podcast. Before we get started, we just wanted to say we got another 5 star review on iTunes, which is awesome. Um, so shout out to Saruta. What, what? Yeah. 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 You rule, yeah. Alright, so uh, welcome again. We're gonna introduce everybody so you know who's playing who. We're gonna start with my left, which is Jeremy over here. We're gonna go with your name. Your character, give us a rundown of that, and then also tell us who the first character you played in any campaign was in D&D. Go. Alright, so, uh, yeah, my name is Jeremy. I am playing Lorthamar Theron. Uh, he's a level 2 fighter. Pretty cool guy, I guess. He's a high elf as well, I should mention. Um, the first character I ever played was a female human paladin named <laughs> Blossom. And uh Bubbles and Buttercup. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was a good time. Uh interesting. I think yeah, was, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, done. <laughs> so I am Owen, I'm the DM. So I don't have a character that I play consistently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the chirp, chirp. first character that I ever played was a a gnome. His name was Rowan Robleish. And he was a druid, and I was very excited to play as him. I took months, nay, years, conceiving him. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he had a kind of, uh, you know, maybe I'll talk about his uh, ending at uh, a later date. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name's Craig, and I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I play Windark Athesis. He is a dragonborn bard, likes to tickle the strings a little bit. Um, the first character I ever played, usually I would just play dwarven fighters, so it just kind of got lost in the names. Like, there's a whole bunch of them, honestly. The one that sticks up the most is Tarmac. Yeah, I'm creative. But um, that was a good time. And I don't I get it. I, I, <laughs> didn't really, I didn't really know how to play, and again, Hadoukens and whatnot. <laughs> Tickle the strings. Okay. Um, He's also tickling the strings of your hearts, listeners. Thanks, guys. Also knows your heartstrings. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, I'm Alex. If you don't remember, that's my name. I play uh, Korath. You're so mean. <laughs> my name's Alex. I'm condescending. <laughs> uh, that's great. I'll warm up. Um, but I love you. But I love you. <laughs> I play uh, Korath, uh, Goliath Paladin, big guy, and uh, my first character was, uh, I played a tiefling monk named Gambrin, and he was a brewer on the side, and he had an in-game brewery. Gimli! 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 <laughs> Hello again, this is Steven. I'm playing Brimley. He's a little forest gnome wizard cleric. He's a pretty cool dude. The first guy I ever played was named Iannin. He started out as a sorcerer, became a duskblade, and then graduated to war mage because I didn't know what I wanted. 
<laughs> so, to I be clear, that wasn't day. that wasn't he multiclassed in all those things. That was he, he changed came back his mind. Into different classes <laughs> and, and a different race twice, yes. twice to do different races. He started off as a half elf, right? And Why did you just rename him? He started out like as originally a, as a human, then went half elf, and then went, then went foot full elf. elf. Foot, food elf. Foot elf. <laughs> <laughs> um, it starts so early. No, yeah. it was still, I didn't want to go through like making up a new backstory. That was so yeah, much work. Right. You didn't want to waste that. To be clear, also, this is the first time I've ever heard it pronounced as Ianin and not Ianin. So I was, I, I'm, I'm actually um, happy I learned more about how it was supposed to be all this time. I thought it was just Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's easier. But, um, yeah. So I that's, feel like I remember Ianin. I, I don't, but I don't. whatever. Thanks for paying attention, Owen. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's a good thing I don't have, like, a lot to organize these what? days. I know. Some terrible... Oh, crap. Got to do with it. Yeah. Okay, um, so that's us, and we're gonna switch it over to Owen so we can get Kraken. Sweet! Oh, you're gonna fight a Kraken today? What oh, a, what a, no, just kidding. Uh, you what, say crack a what about a five-headed Hydra? <laughs> <laughs> good, good times, bro. All right, so hey, everybody, again, my name is Owen, and we have how many episodes do we have now out? Um, By the time you hear this, I'm bad at math. tomorrow is episode. Tomorrow, episode tomorrow's episode twelve will be releasing. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're we're pretty excited so far with what's been happening, and I'm gonna go over a little bit about the previous episode. So I I think that you should just pause this if you don't really know what's going on so far and go start at episode one. But I'm a little biased because you know I'm here. So <laughs> uh, so far, there's there's like two kind of things going on. There is this cataclysm that is kind of going across the lands. The the adventurers kind of just escaped this earthquake from the city. There's apparently other things going on in different parts of the country. You know, who knows what's going on there? Then there is apparently this secret war going on. You know, they got involved with some organization, and there's this other kind of shadowy organization that's sort of hunting them down, and so there's that going on also. When they when we left off last time, they had met up with a elf named Galandan. And they kind of filled him in. They had found this book that was going to help kind of clue them in to where they need to go. And he told them that they needed to go to Toothclaw Cavern. All right. Yeah, that's what it was called. That and a lot of attitude. <laughs> Alex does have a lot of attitude. That's good. That's because he's from Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they found out they needed to go to Toothclaw Cavern. And that was going to, uh, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to lead them. And so... Basically, I, I'm going to start you off. You have some horses. You're with Galandan, and just I, I just want you to kind of open up dialogue. Hey, um, can we like rest a little bit? I'm not gonna lie, I got hit with rocks, tripped a lot, my ankles hurt, and I'm kind of useless if I'm exhausted. I can't lie. All right, so Galandan is still looking down at this book. He just cracked the code, and he says, "Well, are, are, are we going? Are we going to Toothclaw Cavern?" Yeah. Uh, if if I remember my geography correctly, it's it's close to the this very small village called Lorne, and it'll be a, it'll be a few days of a ride there. So uh, you you could you could just sleep on the way. That I'm, sounds good to me. I'm problem. gonna bring my owl back on the way though. I want my little buddy back. Oh, uh, what happened to your owl? I don't want to talk about it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Poor guy. It was rough. All right, so he, um, you know, he packs up the little, you know, I don't know if he set up camp or whatever, but, you know, he, he gets back on his horse, and he he just kind of kicks off, and you're on this, this sort of main road, you know, like a 10-foot wide dirt road through, you know, countryside, and, you know, you see some farms occasionally. And, and 
mechanically we, we regain all of our health and stuff, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we're going to kind of montage just a tad. Oh. And so, yeah, so you'd get back all your, your hit points. You'd get back hit dice that you might have spent on short rests. Any spells that you would have used, you'd get all that stuff back. Thank goodness. Assuming you don't get attacked, like, right now. <laughs> Whoa! Where'd they come from? <laughs> it's a wacky, waving, arm-flying tube now. <laughs> That's my next. That's my next monster. I walk around it. <laughs> we have. We have to stop. You're attacked by a gazebo. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> the lumber. All right. So, <laughs> hey everybody, listen. I I really enjoy DMing. Uh, I really do. I am apparently really, really awful at putting things on Instagram that I say that I'm going to because I don't think the map is up. So I will. I will do it. I put up the tattoo. I finally did that. Um, I'll put up the map. So that way, when I kind of describe where they're heading in terms of the map, you will, uh, you'll, you'll know what that means. So on the kind of south part of the map, they're in, they're in Valorn, which you'll, you'll see when you look, you know, if you see a picture on Instagram. Basically, in between them, and there's this kind of like large lake in the middle of Valorn, basically they are riding their horses to about halfway between the city of Valorn and that lake, kind of like right now, like, like, yeah, like right there, right where Steve is pointing, which, you know, you, the listener can't see. We'll put the picture of me pointing. Yeah, there'll be a a finger in the picture to where, to where the city, uh, the village of Lorne is supposed to be. Okay. And so you take, it takes about, I don't know, a week to get there. You know, there's some days you got to go slow then, you know, cause it's raining or whatever and things like that. So it takes you about a week to get to, um, to this, to the village of Lauren. And so as you're kind of coming up this dirt road, you see these houses start to appear in the uh, distance. It seems like a small village. Maybe there's, you know, a hundred or two, 300, uh, wooden buildings. You see a lot of thatched roofs, a lot of straw, things like that. Uh, you know, just for a small farming village, you, as you're riding in the road, you pass a lot of farms with, which had those megafauna I mentioned last time, you know, slightly larger cows, you know, uh, goats, the size of like rhinoceri and stuff like that. And so, yeah, so the cows are only slightly larger. Yeah, so so goats in this goats world are, are like a hundred percent larger, and cows are only like fifty percent larger. And horses are normal. And horses are normal. How does that work? I rolled Lame. a die. That's what I wanted. Fair I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> die. So yeah, so you're so you're, we're going you're walking from, up and you see this village uh, in the distance. So we just travels from Valorn to Lorne. Yes. The geography's weird. There may be a village called Val. <laughs> I don't know yet. So yeah, I'm gonna kind of let you. I'm gonna let you take the reins from here on, on what you want to do. The village is, I don't know, a couple hundred feet away. Mm. Do I see any people? Oh, what a beautiful doorway! Um, from a couple hundred feet away, yeah, you would see a couple people. They're not like guards. Like you just came from this large city, you know, where there's just like a huge diversity of people, and there's slightly more wealth in the city. And so, you know, these guards at the front—they don't look like guards. They're probably just like farmers who are taking shifts at, you know, standing out with the one sword they might have in the whole village. Um, you do see. So there's one figure, like one guard-ish figure. You see two other figures who are robed in white. Are they humans? Uh, from a couple hundred feet away, you can tell that they look. They could be a human. They could be an elf. You don't know. So a village of four hundred on four hundred houses only has one sword. <laughs> it's a sad village. Could, wow. could be. They're very peaceful. There's there's no. probably you know based on the number of houses maybe there's like a thousand people in the village. So yeah maybe they only have one good sword. 
Okay. That, that they're willing to just like give to someone if in the militia. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So like, pr- there, there yeah. may be that's the, that's the communal sword, but there yes. might be private. There may be. Yes, there might be private. <laughs> they have, funded swords. They have the right to bear arms. Right, right, right. Bear arms. And if we had a druid in here, it's, they would also have the right to bear arms. <laughs> They'd have the magic um. to bear arms. <laughs> right to arm bears. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. What is that? That freak of nature. <laughs> um, so Brimley wants to go to like a tavern or an inn instead of going to those white cloaked figures. See if he can try to get some information about the area from just like the local yokels. I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to get some more beer. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. So he's gonna find drinking buddies. <laughs> the way the way it looks like, <laughs> you'd you'd have to like divert off the road. To like, like how far start walking road. around the building and then like poke in through like, you know, a space in between houses. I mean, it's not impossible. I don't want to like avoid these people. I just don't want to like. Go I mean, right you're, you're a couple hundred feet away, so I mean, you can also assume that they see you approaching the village. Awkwardly walk. While they're staring at you. Hi guys, don't look at us. <laughs> Recalculating route. <laughs> oh, so these guys are more guards, like than. I thought like these were like weird, just people wearing white robes. They're like guards. There's there's one guard, okay, ish type, right? Like a farmer with a sword and right. maybe like a helmet on, and then there's two people in white robes. Oh no, I, I just want to walk right past them and, and go to a tavern. Okay, yeah. Comparing, <laughs> oh sorry, go ahead. comparing how the the people in the white robes look to the farmer, the people in the white robes look more collected, like they look more sharp, and the farmer looks more like like yeah, a, a little bit. They, they look a little bit more put together. Can somebody roll me a perception check? Wait, can I do something first? All right, don't roll. I want to use uh, my cantrip message to put a, a message in the farmer's head. Oh, my God. Oh, the this guard? Yeah, You're the guard. Twisted. Okay. <laughs> can you do that from how many feet away? 120 feet. Okay, so you can... 120 feet for you to cast... Message. message. So you could, I guess, walk close enough. I literally... I have to point the finger at him. <laughs> <laughs> and whisper a message. Okay, you can do that. Okay. Awesome. I would say do it subtly though, because the yeah, people like in the un- white like people, under. yeah, people in the white cloaks, like they stand out behind from the, the back. Point. No, so I'm actually, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to point my finger and like kind of turn to the side as if like I'm sharing some cool information with everybody else about the town. Like you're like, really, <laughs> Park, oh, look whatever. over there. Yeah. There's a town. But I'm really going to whisper it to the guy. Okay. What are you going to say? You want them to cover their ears? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, cover your ears. Again, I and I want to say this. I want to try to act like they're, uh, you know, I want them to think that the people behind them are saying this. Okay. So I want them to think, are those the heroes of legend? <laughs> Wait, what are you? What? I want. I want him to hear in his head. Mm-hmm. Look, the heroes of legend. We must let them into our town, and that's what I'm near. Some of that. Okay. He can whisper back, but I want I I want to see he, if he'll, he doesn't. He doesn't whisper anything back. Okay. Oof. All right. Everybody has their that fingers out of their ears. I'm not going to do my thumbs anymore. <laughs> so basically, what happens is you're watching in the distance. There's this farmer kind of standing in the middle of like maybe there's a gate, and there's these two white figures, and you see he just kind of like looks around. He looks up. He puts his his hand above his eyes like he's looking in the distance, and he kind of opens up his arms and he's like what. Whoa! You know, and you just hear like, Whoa! <laughs> um, and, and so you see one of the white figures reach into his pocket and take something 
out of his hand, out of his pocket, and he holds it in his hand, and he puts it up to his mouth. Here we go. And you, 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 mean you can't hear it, of course. And then he puts it back in his pocket. And then you hear from probably Brimley's pocket. I don't remember. Probably from Brimley's yeah, pocket. I had the... You hear. Guess you can't whistle. And you feel a little buzzing in your in your pocket. Did All you right. leave your cell phone on? <laughs> <laughs> we told you to turn it off. We're filming a podcast, man. What do we do? We're filming a podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brim is gonna pull it out and, and look at it. The thing in your hand is that small rock that has a face on it. Mm. He's gonna pick it up and go, uh, well, hello? And so in the voice of one Aegisar Rorak, you hear him say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you escaped uh, the, uh, Valorn. I, my, my men stationed at the village of Lorne uh, said they see you in the distance. They're 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 there to offer any hospitality you could want. Um, uh, uh, please, they're they're some of my closest subordinates. Uh, thanks, thanks, man. That's uh, good to hear from you. Can we all hear um, it? Or is it just um, yes, everybody, everybody so around you can hear. As, it. Awesome. as I say that, I'm gonna like cover the stone, like when you're putting like your hand over like a telephone set, and I'm gonna turn to Gallon Dan. Yeah. And be like, uh, hey, those guys work for Aegisar, so you might want to make yourself scarce. Oh, and he says, oh, you know, and and he like. He, like, does his, a perception check. <laughs> he, he looks, he squints really, really hard. You know, he's an elf. He's got good eyes. And he says, oh, you're right. I see I see the, the, the symbol, that fool on their, on their cloaks. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, you know, um, <clears throat> Toothclaw Cavern. I, I, I'll, I'll follow behind. Uh, if, you, if you can find it before I can, just, just enter. I, I'm, I'm useless in a fight anyway, but I'll, I'll follow from behind. All right, sounds good, man. We'll see you later. And so he, he takes his horse. We had, ooh, I don't remember the horse situation. I was, no, this I was episode actually, didn't. I was, I was actually the one. was steering Galandan. Yeah. Okay, so he's going to kind of like glare at you to kind of get off. <laughs> All right, dude. Um, Have fun. And I just fall off. He's kind of just limp fish off and hit the ground. Okay. Um, you're, you're, you're free of all your exhaustion, by the way. You've, you've rested and slept over the course of this, you know, week trip. How did, how did I sleep while, like... Guiding the and horse. So, I mean, no, you, I mean, you, like, you, you, you made camp. Yeah, you made camp. So he he kicks his horse. He spurs it away. He kind of rides a little bit down the road, and you know we'll see we'll see where he um what happens to him. And so yeah, so all right. Well, I guess we're not going to a tavern. So let's just go uh, talk to these guys. I guess maybe they can put us up somewhere. The other guy was pretty good about that too. Works me. Yeah, I agree. This is a weird question, and it's outside of the, the topic of, of what we're doing. Um, do you have, like, values for, like, the items that I have? Like, is there an AC? Does it just go over my, my armor? Does, like... What are you talking about? Like, the Shadow Warrior mask thing, the... Those... Um, those... <laughs> I can't read what that says. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's effectively just clothes. I mean, you could, you could wear it over your armor. You could wear it under your armor. It's, effect, it's effectively shadow. clothes. The the shadow warrior bootcraft. If they were magic in any way, you would have noticed over the course of the journey. Um, they don't seem to be made any nicer than the armor that you probably have on. <laughs> I put on ye old shadow warrior glove junk. <laughs> <laughs> did you spell old with an e? Yes. Good. I did. All right, we're on the same page. Good. Give me a second. Ye oldie. No, I actually want. I really do want to put on Alberto Guapo. <laughs> <laughs> the pretty. 
All right, so you the you can actually kind of see the the guys in white. They kind of like signal for you to. We walk to them. Okay. Yes. So you get to them, and they go uh, you. Uh, they so they're wearing white robes. They have the like the purple belts, the same way that Aegisar had a purple rope belt. They don't have any tattoos to signify. They have solid purple circles, kind of like over their left pectoral muscle. Cool. Uh, yeah. So does it kind of signify that they that they work for him? Where is Aegisar's sister in arms? <laughs> I need to find her. And one of them says, uh, I don't care how well you think you know Aegisar, you should not speak of the Twelve Hands of the Monarchy so irreverently. Excuse me, I will not have you speak to me like that. Roll, I'm sorry. Roll a intimidate. Can I stand behind them looking all tough? Yeah, <laughs> okay. you can. You don't, you, don't have to roll, you don't even have to roll anything. Okay. If you're going to help him, you, you can roll with an advantage, Craig. Okay. Thank you. Put the disadvantage. Oh, <laughs> What's up? Um, he just, and he just kind of, he just kind of like, like snorts under it, but like, whatever, man. And the other one, and the other one just kind of speaks up and, and he says, uh, uh, we, we are not privileged enough to know the location of any, any of the 12. Uh, we know that Aegisar is still cleaning up, uh, the mess that is now Valorn. He, he told us to, he has us stationed around. He told us to keep an eye out for you. If you require it, uh, there, there is a tavern in town called the Leering Lamb. And if you... Uh, if you if you wish, uh, you can you can stay there. Uh, be careful. The this village lately is is been in in a sour mood. Understandable. Uh, I would be careful what you say, um, especially you, lizard. Is something wrong with the milk? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Sour. Sour, sour uh, milk. Yeah. Uh, that's a terrible, uh, terrible yeah. joke. <laughs> Yeah, and so, kids in the patch. And so, yeah, actually, and so as you look into the village and there are houses and stuff, you see people in very, actually, like, very fine clothes considering it's it's a, probably a small farming village. Um, some of them are wearing darker shades, and they're actually all walking down the main road, and there's, and people are closing up doors, people are closing up the, you know, the blinders over their windows and things like that. I look at the guy. Who, what happened the, here? I look at the person who, um, re- who responds to me and say, thank you, and I bow my head in respect with the other guy and just kind of. Kind of sneer at him because <laughs> you, you don't do that to me. Got it. Can I like assume? I'm gonna answer his question. Okay, Court says something. He says, uh, "Unfortunately, there's uh, there's been a fair bit of tragedy over here in, in the past few weeks. I mean, as you as you walk through the town, you'll you'll probably notice some of it. I mean, if you wish, you can you can actually head over to the temple of the the Septumvirate to see for yourself. He says he says the shrines of the the Septumvirate. Excuse me. What do you guys think? Let's go. Uh, can we check out our rooms first and put our bags down? Is that cool? I don't see when, I don't see when not. All right. Do we have that much stuff? I don't know. You have a portable hole. We have, okay, we're good. Let's let's go to the shrine, guys. It's all in the hole. Brimley, are you just trying to drink? Uh, I don't have to answer that. I mean, one of the, one of the guys in white uh, hears you and says, trust me, there will be drinks. All right, I like this guy. <laughs> Excellent. Like you can tell, he's like he's like sort of empathetic to what happened, but he's probably not from around here, so he's also sort of detached, you know. So all right, so the guys are gonna head off to the shrine. All right, Let's so as you head down the main road, dirt road, again wood houses, thatched roofs, things like that. You're people are either like looking at you and seeing you from the windows, giving you kind of strange looks, closing the windows, or they're walking down the main street, very fine clothes, things like that. Yeah, so you come to this kind of outdoor 
you know, it's almost like an outdoor temple or outdoor religious area. There's all these pews set up in a big in semicircles, all focus in towards the the, the stand, the pulpit that the you know whoever the, the priest or whatever um, might give a speech from. Um, behind him is something of a stage, and you see kind of past that. Even then, there are uh, seven small like little shrines kind of set up in an array. Um, and as you get closer, they all kind of have to do with the, the different things you've heard about these gods. So like Meliano is the goddess of nature. And so, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, vines and fruits and things like that, you know, yeah, carved into stone. And there are actually like real fruits and vegetables left in front of the altars and things like that, um, probably from the villagers and things like that. There's lots of people sitting in the pews. There is a man in black robes uh, behind the pulpit. And in front of the pulpit is a casket or, or a coffin. And inside is a smaller person. Okay. These um, black robes are not similar to that of Shadow Warrior mask. They are not similar okay, to right, Shadow sure. Warrior. They're they're black, and they actually have a lot of detailing of white and gold. When you say smaller person, do you mean like actually smaller person? No, I like, mean I mean a child. Child yes. smaller. Oh. Gotcha. Um, Brimley's just gonna head over to the Nature God Shrine, Meliana, and he figures it's not his god. But he figures nature is close enough. He's going to sit down and pray for a minute. Okay. So just to, just to re-explain the scene, there's like 400 people sitting oh, in pews. Oh, there's a funeral going on. does it again. I shouldn't have re-explained. I should have just done it. Oh. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh. What's your guy's name? Goddess's name again? It's like Eldaf or Eldaf, something? Yeah. Eldaf. They're like, Eldaf. Be like shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, God. Yeah. So. Yes. He. So actually, the the guy says, "Come sit, brothers and sisters. Sit, sit." Um. I, oh, what, what accent am I going for? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like an old. Jewish I don't know. Guy. <laughs> kind of. I'm going with it. Like, come sit, 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 sit at the pews. Uh, let us pray before our gods. Uh, visitors, even, and he sees you and he gestures you. Please come, come join us. We'd be rude not to join. You're right. I'm telling you that to them. Very good ears. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Come, let's go. Okay, we sit. Wendell leads the procession. Um, and so he, for the first thing he would do in this ceremony would be just to go through the gods one at a time and thank them for, you know, their particular things. He's thanking, you know, um... I can't think of any of their names, like El Kavara for like the knowledge that they've, you know, their great nation has accumulated, and you know, Asetsis for giving them life, and, and Meliana for the, you know, all the different things, all the different gods, the monarch for, you know, uniting the nations and things like that. And then he goes back to Asetsis and he says, Asetsis, guardian of life and guardian of death, uh, we thank you for for the life you've given us, and we pray that this child whose name is Bornok. Thank you. I made that one up on the spot. Thank you for Bornok's life. Uh, we please, we pray that as, as he walks into the void, that you would, you would claim his soul, you would take him, and he would, you would bring him to you, lead him to paradise. And, you know, he just, he can kind of continues on. And there, there's some various things, you know, he's doing incense or rounds, and some, you know, the family members like candles and things like that. And it's kind of a big, uh, yeah, it's a funeral. And so then one at a time, everyone basically does that part where they all kind of line up and they go and they go view the body and they, you know, they say something to the, uh, the family members. Brimley is not <laughs> going to do that because he knows he's going to mess that one up. Okay. So he's just going to kind of like stand behind whoever does talk and just kind of like nod and be like, yeah, <laughs> and look down at his feet, be real solemn. Um, we go up 
and Windows says to the family, I'm terribly sorry for your loss, and I hope he's received with gracious arms in the afterlife. And he bows his head. Does everyone follow? <laughs> yes. Mother's crying. The father looks at you, and he just can't kind of looks away like, mm, mm. Yeah, damn lizards. I want to inspect the body. Wow. So as you go see the body, you see the boy... He's a young boy. He's real young, like very, like tragically young. Like he's like eight, eight years old, seven or eight years old, like very young. And he is, looks normal. He looks normal. That's it. Like, like he's, you know, he is just a, a an unfortunately a deceased child. I'm going to roll perception just on, just on the boy and the, and one for the father as well. All right. Because he's, he doesn't like me. For the boy, it's not 20. Okay. He looks like a, a dead person. There's, there's, there's really nothing obvious about, you know, about, okay. about it. And for the father, 12, and we Getting perception? heavy this episode. Uh, 14. About who? About the father. Like, why he's so not happy with me. Um, <laughs> not, you couldn't get anything off of, like, what he looks like to Remember why there he was, might. Is there racism in this, in this? <laughs> there might <laughs> just be. Oh, all right. <laughs> can, uh, can I, uh. I want to ask him, like, uh, what what happened to your boy? Uh, it's those goblins. They, uh, for, you know, decades. They've lived in Toothclaw Cavern, and, you know, we've had a... I can't, I can't. We traded with them, and we trusted them even. You know, we, we knew they were monsters, but... Then all of a sudden, when those earthquakes started, they, we, I don't know, every week, another kid goes missing. And uh, a few days later, we find him again. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna try and do something, and then everyone laughs on that for some reason. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and do something. Well, that's funny. okay. I'm going to use bless. Okay. I only have two spell slots, but I'm willing to nice. part with one of them, and I am going to bless the boy, so his spirit is blessed or whatever. Okay. And then I'm also going to bless the parents. Okay. Bless Wait. three creatures. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a waste of a combat magic. <laughs> but it's, it's but a, I think for I wouldn't overthink it too much because I was going to give you a an inspiration because I really like that. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at gonna hurt D and D. Hey, get off my leg, Brimley. <laughs> <laughs>